Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one code sequence at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Soker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Chris. Here we go. I've been looking forward to this minute since we started the show. Mm. Yeah, these next few minutes are great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's actually minute 73 that we're talking about. Uh, minute 73 starts with Krug uh, wishing his uh, team success and ends a minute later with Chekhov speaking some kind of code into the computer. Yeah. Jopa! Yisha! Kopla! Yes! Uh, which to means... the transporter room! Success! Success. How do you say Success. I think it's just Kupla. My notes here were this the scene on the on the Bird of Prey bridge um, mm. over Krug's shoulder as he's wishing them well. Uh, <clears throat> we see the Enterprise again on the display, and there's some words in in Klingon, and um, I tried to translate them, <laughs> and I gave up after like a minute because <laughs> it's really hard to see, and the Klingon characters just don't. It's hard. Um, yeah. So I, so I apologize. <laughs> I really want to know what it says, but I, I just didn't have enough time to uh, to get it together. So maybe for homework, I will I'll finish my translation. Unless you know what it is off the top of your head, Dave. Um, I think it says weakling humies. <laughs> I figured you're so good at the Klingon language speaking it. You know, you might be yeah. To I'm gonna go. Mm, no. I'm gonna no. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and the, the other note I had about this uh, moment is how Torg's, uh, he's really bald. Uh, when, when he turns around, it is just all dome. Yeah, he's got the, um, he's got the mullet going sans top hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a little distracting. He's a, he's a cool looking guy from the front. Very villainy, very Klingon-y. From the back, he just looks silly. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and he's wearing like the cape. He's got like a, a crew cape on. Yeah, it's actually a cool cape. Oh, it looks like it has pockets in the back. Which yeah, seems awkward to me. Yeah, well, maybe that's where they put extra, you know, rations and stuff. Sure. You know, the fellowship needs those. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's it it makes me think of like um, you know, whenever you saw a TV show like and it, this is the wrong thing, but like a team when they were putting stuff together and you, you see them, they're all standing there putting their guns together and mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, and then they all walk out and crew or uh, tour gives Krug one last hard stare. And I'm assuming that that is a kind of a, for the Klingon honor. I do this, you know, I'm, we're going to go do this. We're going to take care of business. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he should have at least nodded to him or something, huh? Yeah. What do you think that was a stare of, you're sending us to our doom? Again, I think we talked about it last minute. I, yeah. it, it could be. Yeah, it could be that this is the, we could read into this like he's like, I totally disagree with this plan. But I do it because of the loyalty I have for you. Yeah. Uh, there's a Klingon behind Torg with no facial hair. He looks funny. 
Is he just <laughs> is he just a young Klingon? Could be. Uh, do do all Klingons have facial hair? Or is that just have I become so used to just them all with mustaches and stuff that? Cause yeah, I have facial hair. Worf does. Worf right? I, yeah, he had a mustache and a you know little beard going. Yeah. I mean, Alexander didn't have a beard. He was just a child. Oh, Alexander! Did you bring him up because he just recently passed away? Did you see that? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the actor who played Brian Bonsall. It wasn't him. It was the actor who played Alexander in like the first appearance of Alexander. So they had switch actors. Oh. So yeah, so I saw the tweet from I follow um, I think it's Star Trek Captions mm-hmm. who puts out some hilarious tweets. Um, and he had said, you know, oh, rest in peace, Brian Bonsall, you know, played Alexander. And he showed the picture. And I was like, oh, my God, like he died. Like he was, you know, pretty yeah. young. Yeah. And then people were like questioning him like, no, it wasn't him. It was this other guy. He was the one that originally played Alexander um, in like the first appearance. And then they they switched actors. They switched actors. So it's, yes. it's not the one that we normally know. No, it's not. No, it's not the one that was actually in the show like. As a, as you know, he was in it frequently, had, right? Yes, yeah. right. Okay. I think he was in it once. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that because yeah. that's who I thought when I when I saw the news too. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I actually yeah. like that Alexander. Yeah. He was, yeah, um, yeah. It was um, John John Paul Stewart. Yeah, I think that's what his name was. Okay. Yeah. Well, our thoughts are our thoughts are with uh, with them. That's uh, that was sad news. Yes. Regardless of, of who it is, it's always sad to hear somebody <laughs> pass away. Um, so yeah, so back to search for Spock. Um, did you have any other uh, Klingon bird of prey notes? Um, I like the I like the door. I mean, I know we've said it before. I like the door. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I actually thought of you when I saw the door open this time. Like, oh yeah, Dave likes that. I like the door. Um, okay, so here we go back to the Enterprise bridge. Yep. Um, and. Chekhov, uh, so sorry, Kirk and Scotty uh, come up to Chekhov Station. Yep. And uh, Kirk's, you know, identifies himself uh, and calls for Destruct Sequence 1. And uh, got a, some nice reaction shots from Chekhov and uh, Scotty. We'll take it aback. Yep. Like, whoa, what? Not, not totally. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit, but not. Um, like what are you doing? It's more like, yep, this is what we got to do. This is this is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think it's <laughs> you know I think of the things we have today, and you know we look back at like the things we you know Star Trek, you know that the 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 props and stuff like that that became reality, mm-hmm. and it, the computer makes me think of you know siri or alexa and it just you know you say computer every prompt they do is computer this is admiral james d kirk requesting security clearance computer destruct sequence one code one one a you know it's it's always you know alexa turn on my living room lights or whatever so it's just another one of those things that we've taken from star trek sure uh i think you and i both we have the Alexas, right? The, yes. The, uh, I switched it to to turn on by saying computer, and I am I was forever self conscious doing it. And yes, I, I find it hilarious. Like I could see, okay, so Candace, my wife Candace, you know, I could see her mm-hmm. being like, 
whatever. It's, I got to turn it on by saying computer, whatever. Uh, or, or I can see her being like, this is ridiculous. Um, but for me, for, for me, you know, as a Star Trek fan and nerd, I, you know, I figured I'd be like, yeah, I get to say computer and tell her what to do. Yeah. And I always feel stupid saying it. And do you, or did you, how do you turn yours on? We, we still use Alexa. Okay. But I still feel, I still feel weird doing it. And, um, it's surprising given how, given what we've grown up with watching yeah. you know, these movies and, and TV shows. And that's always how they, that's always how they start talking to the, to the computer is they have to wake it up with the, with a word. Yep. It sounds so natural to them. And I just, I don't feel natural doing it. Um, and it makes me a little sad. Does that mean I'm, I'm, that mean I'm old? <laughs> Maybe a little. No, but I feel, I mean, I think I feel so natural now. I mean, we've had the Alexa for a while. I mean, the echo for a while and I feel Alexa, turn on the light by the couch or, you know, even when I use my phone and, you know, I'm somewhere, I say, hey, Siri, what's the score of the game or, you know, whatever. And as my, (laughs) as my, as my Siri goes off, I mean, I just feel like it's so natural now that, um, I don't know how I would feel if like they said I could change it because I think I, I would feel weird if, you know, as we go on this huge tangent, um, I think I would feel weird if I changed it, my home thing to say computer. I think I'm so used to now saying Alexa after having it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's um, I don't know, it's it, it's cool. I, I think it's probably still a little too new. Mm. Um, like everything, it's just going to, it'll blend into our background soon enough. Right. You know, it'll just be something we do. Um, but I just, uh, I was more struck by how difficult it was as a Star Trek fan to say computer to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, destruct sequence one, code mm. one, one A. Uh, I've always tried to memorize this. I can't. I haven't been able to memorize it. I always get. Mm. I always stumble. Do, do you? Can you do the whole sequence? I can't. Um, I remembered the one, one A, but that was about as much as I remembered. Okay. <laughs> um, I was totally excited, and I did not know. Um, that this is a rehash of a sequence in the original series, um, and that the the Star Trek episode uh, "Let That Be Your Last Battlefield." Um, yep, it's a uh, it's with the I don't know what the alien names are. The guys with the the two tone face, like half black, half right. white, um, with the Riddler, <laughs> the with the Riddler. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the original Batman Riddler. Um, and I, I don't I don't recall what the what the the, the premise is. I think it's probably more just Kirk trying to get rid of these guys because they yeah they're uh, so they they threaten to blow up the Enterprise and they actually go through the same sequence right. Um, so Kirk starts it off with struct sequence one code one one a Spock does uh, sequence two and then it goes to it goes to uh, Scotty does sequence three um, but it's the same. <laughs> the same codes and everything. I thought that yep. was really, when I saw this in a the theater, I had no memory of that. And, um, you know, it's such a dramatic, dramatic moment in the film. Um, and I like it even more now that I know that it's a, it's kind of a callback or, or whatever rehash or whatever it is, uh, to the original series. So that was really cool. Yeah, no, I thought when you so you had sent me the YouTube video that shows the comparison, I, I could I could not believe that they were such in sync because I mean watching 
next generation i know that they basically just say like you know picard destruct sequence you know set two minute timer or whatever and it's that's what it is it's like they never really went into this big like everyone give their code like three sequential you know codes have to be given and then on top of that you have to give a timer and then another code you know um which i thought was a super i give total props to whoever you know came up with the idea to be like hey remember that episode we did in the original series where we did the destruction, we're going to blow up the Enterprise here, so let's use the exact same code so that we can keep consistency. Like, total props. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one thing I would like to see, and we'll, we'll post a link to that that little comparison video. It's pretty mm. fun. Uh, the one thing I, I, I wish they included in the film that's in the uh, original series is when they identify themselves like, computer, this is Admiral Kirk, and the computer does that. <laughs> It's oh, got all sounds the like lights and sounds like it uses tape. its memory banks. It uses the memory banks to access the data. <laughs> uh, that would be a nice little retro touch at this point. Oh, you mean you don't like the Bing and the Atari graphics? No, I I, I think I've talked about it. I I'm a fan of the uh, of the Atari graphics because uh, it makes me think of war games and you know just you know cool technology. It you know at this time when we were watching the movie originally in in the Four, oops, three, four. Um, so I, I, I have I have nostalgia love for these fonts. Mm. You almost wanted to come back as Joshua and say, destruct sequence one code one one a. You did that very well. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Shall we play a game? It was awful. No, that was good. Like I said, I'm, I'm I have a big grin on my face right now. So who's so Chekhov seems to be of the three of them. Uh, hmm. You know, uh, Scotty does gives his his uh, his code one one a two b. Yep. Um, and it's really they both you know kind of look at Chekhov and he looks very reluctant um, of the three of them. And I wonder why that is. You know, is it is it he the uh, he's probably the most junior of the three, right? He's with the youngest, right? And maybe even you know, junior. I'm really using not age, but um, you know, in Starfleet. And it, to me, it's almost like um, it's almost like Scotty and, and Kirk. Are like, yep, this is just what you got to do every once in a while. You got to blow up a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and Chekhov's like, really? We have to blow up the ship? I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, he seems to be the most um, reluctant. Yeah. To do it. And, you know, Scotty even, to a certain degree, I mean, you know, with all the looks being thrown around and, you know, I think once Chekhov realizes what's happening, he sort of is just staring forward and not really, um, you know, he doesn't give much emotion. I mean, when Scotty does it, I mean, when Chekhov starts to give his code, Scotty sort of looks at Kirk and, um, you know, looking at Chekhov and I think... You know they're coming to the realization that this this is happening. Yeah. I yeah. If I was gonna a couple thoughts here. I, I you know if I was gonna if I, if I was gonna say who's the most reluctant, you mm. know I would have gone almost in reverse, right? Like like Chekhov's like all right, gotta blow it up. And Scotty would be like, oh my ship. You know I love the Enterprise. Yeah. You know, she's my 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 baby. And then Kirk would be the one like this is my love, right? The right. Enterprise is his. You know. Uh, you know how many 
how many relationships has he not pursued because of the enterprise and his duty and all of that stuff. Um, so it's just interesting kind of the way it's, it's reversed here a little bit. Yeah. So you, you've brought that out. So I'm going to ask a question who was on the enterprise first. Was it Kirk's ship for Scotty? Like, I almost feel like oh. as much blood, sweat, and tears as Scotty's put into the Enterprise, that mm-hmm. as much as we equate the Enterprise with Kirk, I would say Scotty has as much right to call it her, his ship as well. Sure. Uh, that's a – well, you know, it's a good question. We know that – we know in canon uh, uh, Christopher Pike had the Enterprise Yes. before Kirk. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we know of any others, but you know, uh, but that's a really good question. Was Scotty the engineer for Pike? Hmm. Um, I would love to know that. I wish we knew that off off the top of our heads. Um, but yeah, you're right. I I would um, I would definitely agree that Scotty Scotty and Kirk both both think of it as their ship. Uh, and for two different, you know, I think more Scotty for the <clears throat> the love of the of the physical ship and you know all the things he can put his hands on and touch and, and, right. and change and everything and and Kirk loves it for all the things it represents and you know his life is commanding it and you know two different totally two different reasons but I think they've got equal uh, equal weight on it. That's a really good question. Mm. The other, the other thought I had here, the um, about Chekhov and his reluctance. Uh, I think the way the scene builds, I, the the uh, the music that's playing underneath, um, it gives me you know James Horner's score. It's 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 reused from Wrath of Khan. They, I, it's, I think it's used more than once in Wrath of Khan, but it's definitely yeah. used during the sequence where Kirk is running from the bridge to engineering after he learns that you know Spock is right, the yeah. ship. And so they kind of that dramatic music is kind of building up as he runs down there, and they're using that same music here, and it's building up as we as we get further and further through the minute. Um, <clears throat> I I think that check in, in a way Chekhov's reaction to all this is probably supposed to mirror the reaction of the audience, um, because the, you know it's only it's less than a minute that this thing starts to you know starts to happen, um, and you're kind of like. Oh my God! Are they actually going to do this? You know, and it, right, are yeah. they going to do this? And the music starting to play, and you're like, you know, oh, I'm getting goosebumps because of the music, and Chekhov's starting to say the words, and oh my God! Um, so I wonder if he's just supposed to mirror our own, like, don't do it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want him to do it. I don't want him to do it either. This was, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want him to do it. Don't blow up the Enterprise. They're not going to blow up the Enterprise. Why would they? They, they can't do that. This is a oh, fake yeah. out, right? It's a it's a total it's cliffhanger. It's got to be a yeah. fake out. They would not blow up the Enterprise. That's ridiculous. Well, Chekhov doesn't even finish his his sequence, so we know next minute he's he's going to be like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Yeah, he's like, hey, "You know what? I can't." We think your plan, right? Wait, maybe we can take these Klingons, right? Let's why don't we let's try that first. Yeah. Is there any way this saucer, saucer can detach? There's only twelve of them. Um, yeah. So cliffhanger. I don't. I don't know. I. Where do we go next? I, don't, I think we need to wait. I can't wait. We gotta wait till next week. We do. All right. Do you have anything else for this minute? I don't. I'm eager to get to the next minute, though. Uh, yeah. Amen, brother. Next week's gonna be an exciting week. Um, okay. Well, why don't we um, why don't we wrap it up then? We'll go enjoy the weekend. Um, 
Folks, uh, do us a favor. If you haven't already, uh, could you head on out to iTunes and uh, leave a rating and a review? Uh, that would be super handy. Uh, we'd love to get feedback from you and uh, hear how the show is going. And uh, every rating and review uh, helps uh, bring the show up in the, in, the, in the rankings of all the other Star Trek podcasts that are out there. Uh, please and thank you. And uh, we're going to be back again on Monday talking about Minute 74 of the Search for Spock uh, here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye-bye.